Welcome to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. My name is Jenna Fox, and my approach to these conversations, it's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. My way of being in the world is really influenced by my identity as a queer mama, adoptee, and witch raised in fundamental Christianity, as well as professionally as I'm steeped in the world of academia, teaching human development college classes to young people. We're talking teenagers who dropped out of high school and my licensure as a mental health counselor with a strong background in crisis work. The tarot though, man, it feels like it's the bedrock, the story underneath all of these layers that I so closely identify with. And that's what I'm here for. The conversations that I have as an introvert on this journey, where I'm talking to you, where I'm talking to others, that's what I'm here for. Let's discover that bedrock. What do you want to do with your one wild and precious life? That is a quote by one of my favorite poets, Mary Oliver, who died this week. And it has been something that I have been thinking about as it relates to my own life, even before she passed away. And I spent, you know, this week reading various um, quotes of hers and revisiting poems that have meant a lot to me um, as a you know former English major. It's been it's been great to go back and reread. Um, many of her poems and just get that sense of, you know, connection to stories and connection to other people's lives and experiences. And if you're not familiar with um, the poet Mary Oliver, she has a lot of um, poems that are pretty famous, I would say, for the nature, um, description of nature, as well as the simplicity. She had a great way of describing things in very simple um terms and yet within that simplicity was such profound um just profoundly touching to to me and so this is something that has been on my mind um my one wild and precious life and how do i want to spend that and how do i want to um share with people who i am and my way of being in the world. And as you might have noticed, um, if you don't fast forward through the intros to my podcast, that I have changed the way that I am introducing this podcast in 2019. And for those of you that know me in real life, which I assume that there's probably at least three people who listen to the podcast who have actually met me in person, maybe five, maybe 10 at the most, um, that I'm kind of constantly assessing and reassessing um, my own life and how I am like presenting myself to the world. I'm not sure if this is just my Sagittarius nature or exactly what it is, but it's something that I'm continuously evolving. One of my really greatest, um, bestest friends in the world um, just recently was talking about how in the meditation classes she's going to that they are constantly talking about just when you name something, just when you say it's a cloudy day, the sun um, comes out or the cloud shift or you you name a particular emotion and then suddenly there's there's some subtle shifts there. And so 
Over winter break, I watched um, the comedian Hannah Gadsby. She had a comedy special on Netflix called Nanette. And one of the things that was really striking about her comedy special was how she talked about her own lived experience and the way that she had been sharing about her, her upbringing and her experience and her identity in a very comedic way using self-deprecation. And it actually got me to think about the way that I um, tell my own story and the way that I um, try to relate to people, not just here on the podcast, but in general, especially as, as a college instructor. So it has been showing up in the, the way that I teach my class and I'm wrestling with this um, bringing of my myself into a situation as sort of an authority figure um, while I hold the tension of being both somebody with a strong academic background and um, experience within a professional setting while also holding that I don't know everything, right? And I think that this is something that I struggle with on this podcast is I do 100% believe that we are on a an incredible journey, our own beautiful spiritual journey um, of exploration. And I don't have all the answers. I certainly don't have the answers for other people as well as I don't necessarily know the um, particulars of the direction that I'm going, the things that are going to happen. And yet I do feel solid um, in that I know kind of a felt sense of where I want to be going as well as an understanding of where I've come from. So let me talk about it a little bit in some tarot terms, um, because I think that that might help me give a little bit of framework around what I'm kind of wrestling with as I, as I relate to all of you um, in this beautiful community that is starting to um, blossom, and as I relate to working with my classroom. So we have just started winter quarter. Um, it started right after the New Year's and, you know, a quarter system is about 10, 11 weeks long. And I work in a community college. It's technically a college now, but it's, it's def, it's definitely a, a transitional gap gap year college it feels like it still maintains a lot of that two-year college feel even though there are some bachelor's degrees that are offered and I am working in a particular program where I teach human development which is a lot like English and psychology mixed with study skills to young people 16 to 21 year old students who have dropped out of high school and this quarter has been particularly challenging in a beautiful way um, but also a, a hard way. It is stretching me in some ways that I uh, were, was not really prepared for, um, was actually kind of surprised by. So there are, without going into too many um, specifics about my particular class, I have many students that um, have, for whatever reason, repeated or are, are repeating this course from other instructors and they're repeating it with me. And so I feel already like I'm coming into um, a fresh quarter with some 
Students that are already maybe a little bit more jaded or cynical or have experienced the material and are coming at it with a little bit less than fresh eyes. Um, and then there is my own desire and tendency to either kind of straddle this line of how do I hold authority um, in a classroom and have this this material that has been sanctioned by the college and has been given to me as um, you know some guiding course objectives that I have to meet while holding this this um, belief that life is really hard and being a teenager in this particular day and age is really really hard and that they have so many different stories and life experiences and things that they are bringing into this classroom. And so to try to create a community and a group with um, people who have just such a variety of stories. Five years ago, I had a student in one of my classes who had been in prison for five years and um, at 20 years old. And then in the same classroom, I had a 16-year-old student who had been homeschooled their entire life um, from a very religious, conservative um, family. And so to create a community where this is like a beautiful cross-section of America, right? This is and when done well, my, my, my classes work so beautifully well by the end of the quarter. And there's just a lot of trust and love there. Um, but it can be rocky at start. So I was struggling with knowing what to do. And of course I went, I turned to my tarot deck and the card that I pulled for my students was temperance, which is a card that I have been personally wrestling with for the last um, couple of months slash lifetime since I am a Sagittarius and that rules the temperance card. And the card that I pulled for me was the emperor. And now initially the emperor energy is one that kind of freaks me out. It is, it's something that it seems very masculine and very patriarchal and very um, rigid. And yet when I know um, what I know about my personality, especially if I put it within the, the terminology of Myers-Briggs, is that I, I have a J. I'm an INFJ. And the J likes things decided and believes that time is a real concept. And it's something that I waffle between in my classroom of like holding students to a particular standard of attendance and um, time, you know, timeliness and due dates and things, while also understanding this deep, um, this deeper story that um, they might be influenced in not turning in work for a variety of reasons, both in and out of their control. And wanting them to experience a different way of relating to themselves in education. So I pulled these two cards, among other cards, just as a sense of like who I am and who they are and what I can do with these energies. And I think that it is a beautiful mirror of what I experience in my daily life of how do I show up in the world, decompartmentalize, share all these different aspects and parts of my story, but then also provide a safety and a a set of parameters and structures that show um, that there is some benefit to not just anarchy. And 
I would welcome people who believe that anarchy is the route to go, like to dialogue with me, because I don't know a ton about just the idea of like no rules and structure and, um, and how, and how that would work. And so, you know, I'm not super learned on that subject. Um, but I was realizing that I feel like what I do a lot is tying this back into um, Hannah Gadsby's um, comedy special is that I tend to, in order to make people feel comfortable, I play a little bit of a trickster or um, the fool, not the tarot fool necessarily, but the fool archetype of like the court jester. I am very practiced. Let's imagine somebody like Robin Williams. I am not on par with Robin Williams, but the improvisational skills that Robin Williams had in his movies and his settings to make people feel comfortable by using comedy, by using some physical humor and telling stories in a particular way. I'm pretty effective at getting results in my classroom. Um, when I share aspects of my life in a particular self-deprecating way that builds trust. And yet what I then struggle with is how do I then convince them that I also know how to do study skills? Because what I'm noticing in my classroom is that I think that my students like me and I think that my students trust me and I think that my students get a sense that I do want to know who they are. But I think that sometimes my students think that I am not as intelligent or experienced or academic as I actually am. And that is something that I also think is showing up here in the podcast is that the way that I talk about certain things where I leave a lot of gray area, I don't want that to be mistaken for I'm just like bumbling through life and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm um, just completely, you know, naive and inexperienced. And maybe even saying that you would be like, I wouldn't think that, or I do think that, or I don't know. Um, It's just something that I've just been thinking about is how do I um, present a particular mask to the world that is really only showing one aspect, right? So going back to temperance is like, of course I have this like funny court jester aspect to my personality and I can kind of be a chameleon and change. And yet I want, if I'm trying to show up as my whole self in situations here, there, anywhere, then I would want to bring a more robust aspect of myself, right? A different, I would want to be able to be both the court jester and the sage or not the sage brush or sage smudging sage, right? White sage, but the, like, I, I know a lot of things, right? And I sometimes, forget to bring those into conversations with students or other people is that I have a really solid foundation in academics. I was an English major and, um, and I studied a lot of religious studies and ethnic studies and anthropology and education was actually my minor. And then I, um, have a master's degree in community counseling. 
with a strong focus on post-secondary, so college, college age. Um, but a lot, you know, and in, in these, not to say that academics is everything, but I graduated with honors from both undergrad and my master's program. But so I'm coming across these different theories that I want to talk about, and I don't know everything. I know the tip of the iceberg, and I want these good conversations where these are the things, when I when I look at the Emperor card, these are the things that have provided me structure and an ability to construct a worldview. Um, like, for example you know, looking at like Eric Erickson's stages of psychosocial development and um, pairing that with James Fowler's stages of spiritual development in thinking about how people grow and change and move through things and coming at storytelling from a perspective of reading Carl Jung and reading Joseph Campbell and reading so many different stories and myths in my undergrad from a perspective of literature and story and then being in graduate school reading those same stories those same authors from a perspective of psychology that I want this to be a beautiful confluence of like all of that knowledge in this big beautiful river um and I don't know where things are going. I don't necessarily know where the outcome is, but I know that I'm on the journey and I know that I have, uh, like if, if we're swimming down this river, I know how to swim because I was a lifeguard and now I've used too many metaphors that it's starting to lose you all. So I want to go all the way back to the beginning where I asked the question, what do you want to do with your one wild and precious life? The Mary Oliver quote. And tie it into an actual experience that I have just had that I am just living through actually right now. And that is also tarot in influenced as I did a year ahead reading with my really good friend, um, Nicole, who is um, a co-owner of Adaptive Yoga Northwest. So the card that was pulled for the center of my year was the page of wands. It was the daughter of wands because it was from the wild unknown tarot deck. And the, the card that was pulled for January was the chariot. Now, initially I thought that maybe the chariot was explaining how I am dealing with the fact that I still don't have a car from the car accident that happened that I was involved in. Um, in December. And I think that that could both be true. I think that it could be true that the actual physical chariot in my life is missing. And I'm thinking about the way um, that I want to move forward in my life. And then I was experiencing this um, situation that I, that I have this really good friend who meets a lot of people out in the community and she met this this person who is um, older and who had a story to tell and really was looking for somebody to help them write um, their story down. And if you remember from my, my mini series on the Empress this fall, as I was talking about receptivity and, um, and death, that this is a project that I've been working on for one of my um, friends from church who was, um, you know, in her 70s before she died and who asked me to help her write her book. 
So anyway, my friend um, who meets people out in the community and she met this person who was wanting to hire somebody to help them with their book, you referred me to them. And so through the process, you know, I called them on the phone and we talked a little bit about the project and I drove out there to meet them. And then, you know, of course they changed their mind, which is, um, I think part of the process, but what solidified for me and what was really great and interesting for me was that I have realized that this is a thing that it's sort of coalesced all of my interests into one particular thing where um, I had been playing around with the idea of being a death doula and I'd been playing around with the idea of, um, you know, continuing to write stories um, for myself and then, you know, trying to finish this book for um my other friend, the thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll go into private practice and try to just do holistic counseling and, and use tarot and astrology, um, as part of that. Um, but feeling like there was this just like little niggling instinct in the back of my mind saying like, just wait, just pay attention, pay attention. And it's going to come to you. And it's going to, you know, like the thing that you're looking for is there. You just can't see it yet. Right. And so I've been focusing kind of on that, that, that daughter of wands, that page of wands energy, which is really grounded. It's really earthy and it's the student energy, but then there's that creativity and that fire and that paying attention to like what lights you up. And so these just like synchronicities and paying attention, it's kind of like when you get a car, you know, going back to the, the chariot month, um, when you get a car and you, you suddenly start noticing, let's say, you know, it's like a, you're driving a black Acura or whatever. And suddenly it's like, you just see them everywhere. Right. And it's that paying attention, paying attention, paying attention. And suddenly the more you pay attention, the more you notice the thing that you're paying attention to. Right. And so I realized from this experience that could on, on the surface look like a failed experience um, because I didn't actually meet with this person to, you know, actually begin the process of creating a contract and writing down and figuring out and scheduling and actually doing the work. But I figured out that this is what I want to do, that this is part of what I want to do with my life is going back to my high school English class where my, my instructor, my teacher said that like stories are all we have. We all have stories and stories are all we have. And that I want to be a part of people being able to have their stories told, um, and have things to pass on for others, um, in their family or kind of to have that legacy. And so it was really beautiful to kind of be paying attention to this and then see how it's manifesting and it's coming into my life and that I can use just like in tarot readings where I'm bringing all of the skills of my understanding of symbols and my experience as an English major and my experience as a counselor, um, that I can bring the, that I can have that solid foundation like the emperor. And then I can then weave in all of these different parts like that temperance card. And then it's okay that it's slow. Um, so that's where, that's what I've been thinking about, um, in the last the last week is like, what do I want to do with my life? And, and one of the things that I can just know, I just know that I feel really, really passionate about is bringing stories out into the world, having people's stories be heard, 
and told and have that um, either through tangible, um, something that they can, you know, pass along to, you know, their children and their children's children, or to have in like this format, stories being recorded, people's lives being recorded and shared and listened to, and that that is so what I'm here for and so valuable. And I feel like that is something that I have, um, a passion for and the ability to provide. And so it was, this week was just this really interesting reflection because I hadn't seen all those pieces in that way that I'd be able to. And I was feeling a little bit frustrated, um, that stuff was kind of feeling sort of still compartmentalized. And also like, I wasn't, um, I wasn't showing up authentically in a way that I was enjoying. I was showing every time I show up, I'm showing up authentically, but if I'm only showing up with one tiny part of my authentic self, you know, one aspect of the prism, then it can start to feel flat, um, like a pane of glass instead of like a beautiful crystal bowl. And, um, so that's like my intention for, you know, some of these, um, personal explorations that I'm going to do as well as some other deeper conversations that I'm going to start having. Um, it's not something that's going to roll out on the podcast, um, until I've finished sharing, um, the different, the interviews that I have with you, but there's going to be, um, just so that you, if you're, if you're a planner and you like to kind of think ahead, that there's just going to be some changes on the podcast as far as, um, you know, the things that I offer, I probably am going to start kind of mixing it up and, I love sharing um, and listening to people, individual conversations, um, meeting people kind of in live time on the podcast for the first time. And then I know for a fact that I'm going to be sharing some conversations, ongoing conversations with one one person, um, perhaps more than one person where I can dialogue um, on the regular and share those with you as we kind of go through this journey together. So this has just kind of been on my heart and mind is that I want to continuously be checking in and sharing with you all um, a a current contemporary authentic personality person um, and not get bogged down with how it was in episode one or five or 17 and really sort of be showing up to talk with you about the things that are going on in my mind right now in this moment from who I am and allow that evolution to change. So I would welcome any feedback or questions or concerns that you have from any of the stuff that I shared today. I know that sometimes um, when I listen back to my episodes, I can follow the thread and then I also feel lost a little bit that um, I'm sharing a lot of stuff that sometimes makes sense in my mind. Um, and yet I'm not reading a script for how it should go if it were like a five paragraph essay and I'm going to start with a nice neat intro and then have three supporting points and then a wrap up final conclusion. 
that that isn't how I tell stories. And so I just want to make sure if there's any gaps or things that need to be clarified, um, that I do so, even if it's not in the episode that it's recorded, that in future episodes that I address any of that. So please don't hesitate to let me know. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Leo Rising Tarot, or you can shoot me an email, leorisingtarot at gmail.com. And of course, like always, rating, reviewing, um, sharing with your friends are super great ways for this podcast to be heard. And, you know, I, I forget to mention that I actually do tarot readings, right? That's one of the things that I that I do do. Um, so if you ever want a tarot reading from me, shoot me an email, head on over to my website, leorisingtarot.com and or send me a message on Instagram. Love you guys. And I'll talk with you soon. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived. So feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting. But much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.